Hey guys welcome back to the evolve pugilist we have gone into episode 11 and today we're going to be talking about spar wars so our own experiences in terms of you know going to training and sparring with um like-minded people students instructors whoever it is and we've got a couple of stories that we're going to be sharing with you guys and what we mean by spar wars is basically not um going in with the intention of smashing people up, etc. It's all done with respect. There was no animosity behind any of the sparring that we've been doing. Um, it just kind of happened to be, you know, you, you're sparring with someone and the energy was there. Both of you were ready. You kind of both give the nods and you, you buckle your chin straps and you go for it. Um, so I think we're going to share some of our experiences. So um, before we do that, um, we just again want to really thank Andre Winner for coming onto the show last week. And um, we did that in two parts, so part one, part two. If you haven't tuned in and listened, check us out on Anchor. The links are all there. We're on all the major platforms. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on the Apple um, Podcasts, and we're also on Amazon as well. Um, so please tune in and listen. Give us your feedback and thoughts. We're on social media as well, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So hit us up. Give us some feedback. Give us some topics that you want us to cover, and we'll crack on with those in future episodes. Um, but before we start, Let's hand over to Pac to start off with regards to one of his stories that he's got. Pac, when you was um, training way back in the day, have you got any stories that you could share with the listeners with regards to sparring, turning into you know one of those memorable moments where you think, "Fucking hell, that was a good one." Yeah, there's actually there's loads of them. Um, I, I can remember the first first time I ever got in a ring and I sparred. Um, and it, and obviously, this is like when I just first started training and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I got pasted. I got in the ring with Kumar, um, <laughs> and uh, this is when he was on job. He was on point. He was training hard. He wanted to fight, and I've got, I've got this, I've got it recorded. I can't remember who recorded it. It's from probably, I probably say two thousand and five, two thousand and six, when I first started boxing. Touch gloves, and then he punches me in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I can remember. I've just gone. <laughs> started coughing i couldn't breathe properly and that he's like oh you okay you okay breathe man breathe 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 i can remember the, i got it got a clip somewhere right and then after that we started throwing hands again but yeah all over the ring i remember obviously he was he was giving it to me and shish was like telling me yo bully him bully him use your size this that and the other but it weren't happening come on was good he was the, the, them times there he was good but obviously this is the first time i ever stood in like jumped in a ring uh, after a couple of weeks of starting boxing and stuff like that so that was that was obviously. Um, how, how old was he then? I, I was probably like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. College days, right? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. If, it, if it was the first. Yeah, no, it was. I was sixteen because yeah, college, college just started days. college, so I was sixteen. Yeah, so that's that's a memory, obviously, because obviously that's where where I began, and obviously I've come so far, obviously. Mm. But um, but it's all obviously how how he was taking control of the ring, um, how he had his hands up is like something I do now. He's holding the corner, uh, he's holding the middle of the ring. He's making me work. He's, you know I mean, he's not really moving much. I'm running around him. And obviously, he's taller. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah so he's, he's playing his game. Yeah, playing yeah. his game. He's walking me down. He's so obviously all that. Obviously, I've learned all that from him and everyone else that you start with and train with. So obviously, I put that into my arsenal now as well. But 
yeah, that was that. That's just like probably like the first time, obviously, I sparred and got got a pasty. I, I, I think that's the case with anyone. I can remember when I first walked into the boxing gym, the whole place is stopped. What the fuck's this brown guy doing here? Yeah. And it, literally, I was looking around, going, "You are chaps." <laughs> I thought, "Oh shit, I, I am gonna be in for a fucking hard time." And the first time I was in a when you go to a boxing gym, if you're not you know, experienced, they won't put you in the ring yet. So literally, the bag work, starting off with that, building your technique. But in the time frame, you know, you started sparring with the guys, yeah. and I can remember, I got in the car, and my eye was shut, my lip was cut, yeah. my nose was bloody, and I looked in the mirror and I thought. Keep your fucking hands up next time. You don't let it knock you. You just kind of go back. Yeah, yeah. These guys got my respect in terms of not quitting because a lot of people would say, oh, that's just too much for me. It's just, oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Say, I've never quit. I've never yeah. like dropped my hands and said, no, I can't go on or no. stop. Always, yeah, always carried on. No matter, on your shield, you? Yeah, no matter if you're, getting, if you're getting pasted or if it's going well, whatever it is, yeah, I've never, never, never give up. You just carry on. Yeah, you definitely. You know I mean? That's what it is. So. What about yourself, Titch? Do you know what? Again, like Pac had, I've had, Loads of sparring session. I, I remember my first spar because um, I don't know if you guys know Eldin. You know Eldin, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, he 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 taught me boxing and um, I had to train with him. Just a basic learned everything. I think the first person I ever sparred was Abu. I think that's yeah. his name. Ox. What? Ox Abu. I, I don't know his for that name, but I know him Abu. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was at um, Spikes Gym. I remember I went there, hitting the bags, and Eldin's like, "Yo, come to another spar," and he's like, "You know." I'm an, I'm not experienced anything. It's just like you know, you don't want to say no, because yeah. you know the minute you say no, it's like you, you know this guy's soft hearted and this and well, He's a pussy. Yeah, he's a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Cool, did it. Went there. Um, I remember. I was, you know, I was doing all right as well. Um, it was just there's no no ring or anything there. Mm. I remember a lot of sparring, doing whatever, and um, I remember Eldin talking to me. But when someone talks to you, what do you, you look at them in it? As me sparring, yeah. we stop. Eline's talking, I'm looking at him. Abu comes, bang, bang, fucking hits me. I think, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I thought, are you, are you, are you, like, I thought, are you stupid or something? But then I later realized that, yo, you meant to hear with your ears, and you know, when you spar, you put your yourself, fucking, yeah, time, protect yeah. yourself at all time. I remember busting my lip, but then this was years ago. I thought, yeah, I'm the man, you know, I mean, walking around to be with bust up lip, <laughs> you get me? That's all right. Abu can go as well. Me and Abu's a bear. Yeah, was um, mm. But that was then. But again, I've had. Even I used to, we used to spar a lot in uh, shisha sessions yeah, yeah, on Thursdays and stuff. Um, but all all our sparring sessions I used to go, used to just bang, bang, just there either 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 get knocked out or knock that guy out. But um, you ever spar Telly? Yeah, I used to hate sparring him. He was sick. But I would, he was sick. He was good, man. He was very experienced. Had loads of fights and everything. Um, I've never had him. I used to get yeah. bad. I used to get had up all the time. Um, but I think that's the thing. In, in, when you're sparring, it's not about who knocks who out. Yeah. It's well, what, what you, you learn, learn from it. it. Yeah. You know, that's the, the time to perfect yeah. your technique, try something, work on your defense if there's a weakness yeah. there, etc. And, you know, b before becoming an instructor, well, as a student, oh, I can't remember how many times I've actually just gone with the flow. Yeah. And then when we get to sparring and stuff, I think I, I must have had like a fucking flip chart with the amount of people that I dropped yeah. or done something to. And every time I would do something, it's, it's like, you know, with the experience. Yeah, as you get that experience, you do have that. It's yeah, true. No, it's you true. keep your hands open. Yeah. You're not trying to intentionally crack people yeah. with your closed fist and all the rest of it. It's the accuracy. Yeah, if you catch them with that good shot. Oh, yeah. it's their fault. But, it, you know, yeah. sometimes you'd have that person in the background that instructs the guy and he's up. He's, and you're like, I am going easy. Uh, I'm not, you know, it's just literally your speed 
accuracy. Yeah, that's, that's what true. kills. Well, rather than going barbaric, chin down, mm. swinging like you're fucking Saturday night. Like placing, placing the shot in it. You know, obviously yeah, they're exactly. gonna move here. But you know, in them days, it wasn't. It wasn't about that. It was all about impressing your coach. Did you ever spar a sip? Yeah, I, I sparred. Have I? Yeah, I sparred sip. Sparred Kev as well. I never um, sparred Kev. But it's like you know what with them with them people, it's like they're so they got heavy hands. They don't want to hit you hard, but they're hitting you hard, and it's like yo, you're going back home with headaches the next day. I used to hate sparring shish. Cause shish, yeah. No, but shish was all right. No, but shish is good. But what what shish used to do to me all the time is he'd let me he'd give me a false sense of security. So he he'd let me come in. He'd let me throw a few hands. He'd let me throw this, throw that, this and other. Then he'd see that I'm, I I might be gassing a bit or I might be like trying to get some air now. And then he would just smother me and be all over me and hit me with some horrible shots. But you know, one thing about shish was like, yo, you know what? You could hit like when I used to try, I started hitting him hard. Yeah, I used could. to do it. Yeah, I would could. never, I would never ever like ease up my power when I used to spar shish. Fuck it, I go all out, but. He was bigger, stronger. He would never hit me back hard. But Eldin, wow, you hit him hard. Listen, he's hitting you hard back. And you'd be like, fuck. <laughs> you get me? Then you used to think, oh, fuck, you know, why did yeah, I just yeah. do that? Who broke someone's ribs? Remember? No, so. Was it Eldin? No, so. Um, Shish dropped Eldin. Then El this was whenever. No, whenever Shish dropped Eldin, but then Eldin knocked out Shish's gold tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. someone dropped someone and broke their ribs. Was it Kev Morton? Someone broke someone's ribs sparring. Yes, Kev did. I don't know who's though. Yeah, I think it was Kev. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's um, what used but to happen. Then, know, but then. then that's when I think Shish said, yo, Kev can't spar no more because he's obviously he was a pro and whatever, innit? Yeah, I um, heard that people used to like, when he used to go into fights, yeah, people no one used to find out. No, no, like fight fights. People used to find out like, I'm fighting this guy and then he used to walk out the ring. Yeah, no, people never, I heard I people never used to fight want to fight him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and people. But if you ever see Kev on road and you talk to him, he's the nicest guy you ever met in your life. Sometimes it's the quietest and the nicest yeah. people that are the deadliest. Swear, not the ones that walk around with a screw face and people don't like them and stuff. That's true. You know, they one person really. I would never have sparred. This was in boxing days with my little brother. I could never have sparred him because you know yeah, what? I've, I've heard that your brother you was know quite what? tasty. He, he was good, and he's just that thing. Oh, you know what? If my brother catches me in the body shot, because he was experienced, he was he became amateur. He went to jungle, started training yeah, there, yeah. fighting. I thought, imagine he knocks me out. That's just maybe too much pride. But it was good because years down the line, recently we did spar well, a year, two years, and I nearly knocked him out with a head kick. Um, that good? Yeah, that <laughs> it was. It was good, but I would. It was one person I would never spar yeah, yeah. in boxing. I don't think I sparred Simon. No, Simon, yeah, yeah, I don't never. Think I've ever sparred I, Simon. I think I've done it once. I've sparred Simon once. I don't only. think I have. I don't think I have. I remember yeah, Simon, and then and then after that, like this, this is when we used to go Simon's instead of Shishi's after, you remember? Um, upstairs, Linden Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Simon would have given me pads after because he said I hurt his shoulder or something. You remember yeah, yeah, that? I heard about like six that. Six months, and after that, I just go in there all the time and just take people in the back room. So, why do you spar. think I used to tell you to calm down on your hooks and stuff? <laughs> He don't hit it that hard. I don't hit that hard. Yeah. He's a little teddy bear. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But yeah, and then we used to go in the back room and we just used to spar because I couldn't get no pads. Me, Abu, I'm sure you was there. Uh, Marlon was there. Loads of people, we used to go in the back room. We used but they, to they're the best sessions, stuff. to be honest with you. That's why. Reedy, Reedy used to come all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Reedy's all right. Yeah, Reedy's all right. Yeah, I've, I've sparred him a few times in Shish. I think, was it? In Shish's Shish session or something? Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. Sorry, Hawks, you were going to say? No, no, I was just saying it's the best times to actually spar with people that you know can actually rumble as well. You can't yeah. have those that come into training and, you know, some establishments are a bit like, no, no headshots. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to actually feel what 
fighting's actually like unless you actually go down those kind of routes. You gotta feel it a little bit. You know what? I was gonna ask you how how often do you think you should have a hard spa? Personally, I don't think it's you should do it all the time because you're knocking your brain cells for what if you're not gonna become pro mm. or something. How often do you reckon you should do it? Obviously, you want to test yourself, don't you? Yeah, I, th I think there's that element in terms of what what do you de determine as testing yourself power wise? Are you looking at what going eighty hundred percent as if you're going for a fight? Then you'll be looking at putting your head guards and stuff. But in terms of sparring, I think you have to do it weekly. Yeah, you know, you, you don't have to be a complete dick about it. I think you can go like technical sparring yeah. and you know really if you crack your partner rather than finishing them off. You're not going for step a fucking a title bit, yeah. or anything. You step off and say you're all good. Yeah, yeah. And coach them through it as well in terms of you dropping that right hand, keep your yeah. right hand up. It's building each other's confidence as well as ability. Because the thing is, if you're the best guy there on the mats and you don't help anyone else to get to your level, you ain't progressing yourself. You stagnate. You, you're there. But if you yeah. spar with people that are, like, you know, your pro fighters um, or people that are competing or have got that ability to spar with you, you're challenging yourself. You're not just sitting there comfortable you know, I mean, I can spar with the majority of people that come into the class who haven't got that experience and beat them with my jab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that that's common sense. If you're at that level, you should be able to beat anyone with just your jab. You know, there's 14 variations that you can throw with a jab and you should be able to deal with it. And I know I can keep my hands down, have zero defense against a, a complete novice and beat them. But does that make me look good? No. You know, if, you know, it's that mentality. If you do spar, you take away things, you make it a handicap for yourself to work on certain elements. So if, you know, say for instance, we've got beginners that come to the sparring class, they can have everything they got. What do you know? But the person that's more experienced, take away. Okay, work on keeping that right hand up, but only use your jab. Or you can't hit, work on the fence on your body and your head, you know, things like that. But when you do mix it up and that's when it becomes spar was with people that know what to do when they hit, they don't panic and shut down. It's that fight or flight. The beginners were flight. They'll be the first ones to get the fuck out of here and not come back. But the ones that have got the experience, they're the ones that will stand and fight and give you that challenge, give you that workout. So, you know, I think there's only a handful of people that I would say, I would happily go and rumble with and know that I can actually give them a pasting and they can give me a pasting and we'll both look at each other after and say, fucking, that was good. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a bit like, you know, um, having a straight, you know, shaking hands and say, right, let's go for a fucking pint now. Um, you know, that was the case here, you know, at times in terms of um, Raj, who's one of the um, coaches at Total Combat Academy, yourself, after the class finished, because we couldn't go that hard because it might scare the other beginners or the ones that are like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? Close that fucking door and just fucking gum shields in, heads uh -huh. down and just fucking spar. I remember sparring pack once and fucking gave me an uppercut from fucking Mortal Kombat. It made me <laughs> think fucking head up there, drop down. I thought, nah, I ain't giving him the satisfaction of dropping me so I fucking hugged him. <laughs> I thought, nah, let the legs come back. They were a bit jelly, so I thought, let the legs come back and I fucking had to offload on you like... Um, Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that I mean that that wasn't just the one time. I think we did that on quite a few occasions. But I knew I could do that with the two of you, because you're not the type of good people that would just shut down and uh. just become heavy bags. It's like you work, you work, you work, and then you get an angle, you find the back, you carry on, you give them the opportunity to strike you back, and then you kind of trade in. So some people they're comfortable sparring on the outside, so your strikers are long range. Some people like to get onto the inside as counter fighters or counter strikers. Sometimes both of you want to go in toe-to-toe, eye-to-storm, phone yeah. box. That's where I like it. I like fighting in there. And 
some of the you know you, you, when you do get that one person that comes in and it goes i'm a street fighter or i've done mma i've done this i've done this you're like oh, all right cool let's see what you got and you saw some out in 30 seconds and he says, sit the fuck down. You ain't none of that. <laughs> Coming uh, through a yeah, job. Exactly. So, you know, if you get someone that's legit, that is, a, you know, an MMA fighter, they've got the season, um, you know, the seasons behind them, they've trained their asses off and you can see it. You saw some out in 30 seconds. You're yeah. like, yeah, this guy's got something. Let me give him that respect. Let me kind of keep my hands up. Let me just take my time and pick your shots. You get yeah. some people that just want to knock your head off. It's true. Some people just come and, yeah, they just want to swing in. They ain't got no technique. And I remember that guy at Krav Maga back in the days, that white guy. He used to throw elbows, knees and everything during sparring, headboards and everything during sparring. Remember him? Who? That guy. I'm sure he, he used to come in, I think he did Muay Thai or something. But he was at Krav Maga and I came here for a bit and then he stopped coming. And when he used to spar him, he used to throw, he used to throw headboards and everything. He used to think, yo. Not Christoph, was it? No, not Christoph. No. <laughs> um, he, he, had a, he had an accent from up north somewhere, I think he was. I can't remember. You, you do, man. Blonde haired guy. Remind Who's that Krav Maga with for ages? Then he come here and then he done something here or he, or he had a tiff with you or something and then he didn't come back. He, he had something with an instructor or something. He's, he's gone a bit too, I don't know, sparring wise or something. He was, should throw, was he the one that did my knee? Is that the one you're on about? I don't know if it was him that did me, but well, this I, guy I used way. to. Um, he, he he said he was, he, um, his his background was Thai boxing, that was his background, and um, he used to what's it called? He had an accent. He had a proper accent. Yeah, I'm sure he's a blonde. He had blonde hair, uh, probably like forties, late late thirties, early forties, and he's from back at uh, Gannon's, and he came here. And then he left there because he must have done something or had a something. I think it was during sparring. Oh, I can't believe you don't remember what I'm on about. He used to go. He used to go way too hard with people. Not us, but other people. He used to go way too hard with them. He used to throw headbots, elbows, everything. <laughs> That's some serious but shit. No, you know, if, if it is shit, that, then man. fuck you know. I, I can't remember that one. I can't believe you don't remember the guy. Did I paste him? You must have done, yeah. But we all used to spar, and, and but he was here with us as well for a little while. I can't remember his name, but I, I can see his face. I always used to wear a great T-shirt. I can't believe I don't, can't remember, I, I don't remember. I'm not going to say the name because I, I think there's a few people. Yeah, okay, that I think, yeah. Obviously, you don't want to name names. Yeah, what are you yeah, but I think I know who you're talking about. But um, no, I mean, people like that, they've got on-off switches. We mentioned it before in the past in terms of, you know, some people haven't got that in between and they don't know how to go a little bit easier. Mm. You know, when you, the thing is, as martial artists, you've got to be able to pitch your level accordingly to who you're training with. If you train on off and you're always on, you, you're injuring yourself, you're injuring your partners and stuff. Nobody wants to fucking train with you. Hence, probably why you fucking left. Because if you're throwing elbows and stuff and headbutts, it's not quite part yeah. of the regime, is it? So, so I remember as well when I was sparring at Trace um, session, one guy would try stomping my knee, and I look at him and say, "What are you doing?" Like I'm trying to walk into him and just trying to, you know, you just stomp. So your he's knee. just doing a lower bleak kick. Low, yeah. yeah. And, and thinking, bro, what are you doing? You're gonna, you're gonna mess my knee up. I think he did it a few times and I thought, well, this guy's kind of crazy or something. No, it's a common technique that they use in Thai. So um, it's just kind of breaks your rhythm a little bit. But you're right. I mean, if unless you've, you know how to kind of deal with that, you could send your knee backwards. So yeah. yeah um, but you know what? Dangerous. You know, you want to train in a way so that you come back the next session. Of course. Like one of my mates was um, wrestled this one kid and he was telling our coach, one of our coaches that he's experienced, he knows what he's doing. 
took his knee out His knee is maybe about two, three years ago He needs an operation now But that's only because he was going on like he knew what he's doing But he didn't No, that, that's the thing I, I see some of the guys after class And they, they have a little role and stuff And then you see them getting tied up like pretzels I'm like, you ain't got a clue what you're doing So <laughs> stop you know what I mean? It's, it's like you're going to end up fucking yourself up or, you know, the, the training partner. Everyone nowadays thinks they're an MMA yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've that been one, two sessions oh, and stuff. Yeah. It's stupid. And I mean, I can't remember who it was. And, and again, I'm not going to name names and all the rest of it, considering that we're on a podcast in case of sue me for knocking them out. But um, I remember, like I was saying, we had a flip chart and Raj had one or two on his. Um, the other instructor, Roger, he probably had one or two on his. Mine must have gone, what, three, four pages in terms of how many people I dropped. How yeah. many people, and the thing is, you say to people, is that, have I pissed you off? Why, why are you trying to hit me hard? And just take one look at you and you think, that's what you need to do with this guy. Not knowing that I'm going easy, I'm patting you, I'm just basically ticking you with jabs and stuff. But they want to try and knock your head off. So you think, all right, like for like energy. Yeah, yeah. And then when you catch them with something and you drop them like an angel or they stumble or they've got concussed or whatever, why'd you hit me so hard? The first question I always got, why'd you hit me so hard? I was like, I'm sure you were swinging to take my <laughs> fucking head off. So what yeah. do you think I'm going to do? Sit there and let you do it. Yeah, now there's times where I actually sit behind my defense and let yeah. them wail on me, tire them out and then just drop them, you know, with a quick shot and just look at them and gain that respect. But sometimes you just got to land that one shot to yeah. let them know, ease your horses a little bit. I've got that experience to fuck you up if I want to. Uh. And yeah, I mean, I was bad. I was bad. I had a little, little mark on the fucking whiteboard. Another one. Ox, oh, where were my students gone? <laughs> I fucked them up, basically. Roger, Roger didn't like his. Roger didn't like it. We always have something fucking shouting in the background, uh, and it was him. Calm down, calm down. Uh, he, didn't like, like, he didn't like the auntie being up to. Roger no. was another coach here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, um, I think he left the academy in 2000. He was the original owner of um, Total Combat Academy. And we were students with Roger for a little while and when he was teaching Krav Maga and then we started evolving okay. the classes. Um, we took over 2016 um, and kind of changed the approach. We're stuck with Nodamax training, which has been fantastic. Really gives you an edge in terms of your boxing with regards to the limb destruction side of things and stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely get Antonio on the podcast at some point as well to kind of um, talk about you know where it starts and the future for Nodamax training. Um, then we rolled into more Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. which has really kind of excelled. And Roger's done a fantastic job with the guys um, in the jiu-jitsu classes. And then um, the fitness classes have been more focused towards your MMA. So that, that's the target, is we're moving more towards the MMA. But, you know, as we were speaking with Dre last time as well, is, you know, getting the guys to compete in single disciplines first yeah. and then mixing it all up. Our passion is striking. I mean, you, you're talking about landing head kicks, man, every time. Um, you know, I see someone dropping their hands and, you know, I'll, I'll happily drop a head kick because it's the it's the best feeling just to kind of get a head kick, land, shin to the chin, game over. I mean, obviously you don't throw it with intent to knock your partner out, but just to let them know, got you. No, mine like, was with intent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine was yeah. with intent. With your brother. Yeah, it was yeah. with intent. That, I was that, all right. I had the ropes. Him. <laughs> I, I had the ropes behind me. I can't kick to the head. I, was le I lean back. Boom. Yeah. And I can see him just moving from one side to another wall and he's like, fuck, I gotta keep my hands up. I tell you one person that we did um train with is a guy called Lee Bayliss. They call him the beast and he's a kickboxer. Fantastic bloke. You know, he's he's a family man and everything, not no animosity when he's sparring. And sparring and I did a bob and weave. 
And this guy did a Jean-Claude Van Damme, kept his leg up. And as I came up, I saw the foot and he just cracked it straight on my jaw. My teeth didn't line up straight for a couple of days. And I just looked at him and I was like, which one of you hit me? <laughs> and I'm sure he went, it was me. <laughs> but he kept his leg there and he goes, are you all right? And I'm looking at his foot going, please don't throw that again. And I, honestly, he just had, you know, he... He's, people have got that flexibility to just stay there. Oh, and he yeah, stayed yeah. there. As old Bob and Weaver are coming up saying, boxing, boxing, no shit, bump, landing me. And he's a big fella as well. So my my face, I was just like, yeah, my teeth ain't lining up properly for a few days. But, you know, when you're eating and all the rest of it and it That's comes horrible. down, he's just lined up again. I thought, fuck, you know, uh, Lee Bayless, if you're listening, that was a good shot. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's... he's was he like, here when I was here? No, he used to teach down at Percy Road. Right. So when we, when we were over down at Percy Road, he okay. used to um, instruct there. That was when me and Raj became um, apprentice instructors. Right. Um, Lee would do the kickboxing classes uh, and predominantly self-defense, kickboxing self-defense for the guys. But he, he was, a, you know, he was a gem. There's no, nothing bad I can say about Lee's. You know, he, he did everything right and you know, he was very knowledgeable. I think he's still doing um, his kickboxing um, and there's, there's a couple of guys that compete under him as well. And um, we've done really well. Um, but yeah, he was a beast, man. I'll tell you, um, getting hit by someone like that. You know, when you get someone that can hit heavy, that was one of those guys. He must have had titanium in his hips or something. <laughs> Fuck it all, man. Um, that was a good shot. Um, but, you know, you, you, you learn from that, don't you, in terms of training with people like that. But who, who else have we um, rumbled with here? There was a, a chap, student came over. Um, I can't remember fighting him just here where the whiteboard is. And he... He literally come in wailing, so he's hooking and hooking and hooking. And yeah. the one intention he had was knock me out. And when you've got, when you're an instructor or a training instructor, you got a target on your back. So I thought, okay, if he if he catches me and does something, he's now got the upper end and his status is going to raise. So he thought. Yeah. Little did he know, I've got a little bit of a streak on me as well. So I thought, okay, let me see what he's going to do here. So bob and weave, bob and weave, bob and weave, cross hand, left hook, cross hand. It only takes one of those three punches to fucking connect. One of them connected and fucking dropped him. Like, literally, I've never seen his, you know, someone in class, the legs just went from under him. You know, like he's on stilts. Yeah. And the fucking legs just... And he fell, it dropped him like an angel. And I've just gone, oh, <laughs> oh shit. I'm looking around saying, I hope nobody's seen that. <laughs> oh, the whole fucking class stopped. Just looked over and went, what have you done to him? I goes, I think he's dehydrated. <laughs> the first thing I said, I think he's dehydrated. I picked someone because you're all right, you're all right. And like, Yo, why'd you hit me so hard? I was like, hold on a second, fella. <laughs> Let me remind you what you but were you, trying you to know do. You know what I reckon? You know, people like that, they think that, you know, because you're an instructor, you know, you're used to taking them punches or, or you're there to take that kind of punches. But if you were to hit them back, you know, they have a little bit of a hump. Yeah, I mean, he didn't come back. He didn't come yeah, back. Come back and, no. you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't mind people like that not coming back. I think if somebody does that to me and I drop just one shot on them and let them know who's boss and they come back, they've gained my respect straight away. Of course. You know, they've, they've, they've now tested the boundaries. How far can you go with the likes of myself, the likes of Pac, the likes of you? If you're training, I mean, you're my senior guys here in terms of, you know, the, the, the time frame that you've been with me, but also your experience and your ability. If someone wants to fucking go, and I look at you and give you the little nod, like, let them know what you guys have got. And you drop them one, two, and back off. I'm happy. I'm, I'm like, yep, that'll learn them. That's the way they need to learn, because otherwise they're going to do it to somebody that's a novice and hurt yeah. them. With us guys, I think we've got that ability to kind of 
lower the intensity when we need to, but we know we can step on the gas like it's a fucking Bugatti Veyron at any point. You know, that's the that's the difference in terms of someone that's a controlled martial artist to someone that thinks they're kind of, you know, in essence, a bully. You know, nobody wants to be coming into fucking, you know, a, a class and be bullied all the time. Nobody wants to fucking learn like that. Uh, you don't learn like that. You don't, definitely. You know, say, say for instance, you know, I, I've got a black belt um, and I go against nobody but white belts and I beat them up. Well done, Hawks. Yeah. You know, round of applause. Should we fucking, nah. There's no honor there, you know. I do that with someone that's a brown belt, a purple belt, a blue belt, a green belt, who's got that experience. But I also help them learn as well at the same time. That's when you get students progressing. Now, you've got your levels where you're kind of at the top here to be the instructor. But I stop training. I start watching Game of Thrones on my PC and let somebody else take the fucking class. I peak here. But that other person's catching up with me. Mm. The next time we spar and they fucking pace me, take my belt off, you fucking have it. Well done. But you can't let that happen. You've got to stay consistent with your training. And you know, going back to the point that you made about sparring, there's only so much pad work you can do. 100%. There's only so much technique work you can do. As a beginner, yes, that's imperative. But as a more experienced person, challenge yourself by sparring, challenge yourself by competing, challenge yourself by putting it to the test where it counts. You must have had similar instances in terms of, you know, you go in there, you, Pac being a big fella, you, you've always got a target on your fucking back. Mm. Um, you know, the big fella comes in. And me and Roger are the same. The first time you walked into the class, we both looked at each other and went, fresh meat, big guy, slow as fuck, easy. Seeing the guy do a cartwheel, I fucking looked at Roger, you go first. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you judge a book by its cover, you, you, you make your own assumptions, etc. People will come in and try and get the upper hand and, you know, they land the first punch and they think that's it, they've done enough. Yeah. You've got three minutes. And in that three minutes, you, you size each other up and then you, you capitalize on errors. That's, that, that makes it a good fight. You go in and swing first. That's something a lot of times people either think, oh, he's big, so he's going to be big and slow, or, oh, he's big, let me try him and let's see if I can you know, me hurt him. You know what I mean? So, Yo, my question to you, Pac, is have I gained your respect for coming back every week and sparring you? Well, I wouldn't say every week because you've been for about three, four years. Previously. Right? But, <laughs> but when you did train and we used to go at it, yeah, you got my respect to the utmost, of course. I always. think you have to. I mean, considering that there's a massive weight difference. I think you, you're about 120... 50. Probably at 40. 100, okay, 140. I'm about 87, 90 kg. How much do you weigh, Titch? I think about 870. 70. So he's double your weight and you're able to stand with him to a point because you don't go full on him. No, no, no. You can't I go don't go full on him. nobody. No, no, I don't. I'm sure I never, you, you've hit me with intent. Never asked him. I swear to and I wanted to admit this is a point as well. When we sparred, yeah, I swear I've never, ever tried to hit you with, even with intent. What, me? I swear down. I've seen him hit you with intent. Yeah. Even the last time I've he got, you I've sparred, got, yeah. Talk, he's no. talking about me now. You've hit me with intent. No, I've yes, never you hit you with intent. Don't I mean, you, if, if, if I see openings, if I see openings, I'll make sure I touch them openings, but I've never yeah, ever threw, it. I've never threw with it. intent. And the last time me and you, Hawks, part, we, we recorded it. So if you watched the video as well, yeah, there was maybe one shot that I landed flush, yeah, where it was a clean shot. That was a dirty shot. That was your Velcro, you bastard. No, it was fucking whatever, my forehead. <laughs> whatever it was, right? <laughs> but all the way through, yeah, yeah. I'll just... I'm not throwing nothing with intent. I'm I'm just you get me light and that's because you're you, you throw with intent. No, no. You do, you do fucking, if I threw with intent, I'll be dropping do, you on a floor. You always do with intent. You always do with intent. That's what you want. 
What do you mean that's what that's I want? That's what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. throw it in ten. No, but you do. My hands you... are open when I'm throwing against you. I don't know about that. Your hands might be open with other people, but even my, other people, no, you, my hurt, hands... you hurt other people. So imagine me. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about me and you right but now. Well, me and you, well, you fucking throw hard. Yeah, and well, I, I don't I, throw hard. I have respect. Out of respect. I'm just fucking talking like it doesn't fucking spar. No. The last how many, when, when, okay, how many, people, how many people have you dropped? A lot. No, wait. You ain't dropped. <laughs> you know, the question is, how many people have you dropped and you got injured? <laughs> And I got injured. Yeah, oh, bro. Uh, what? That, that's not, that tall that's, yeah, that's that, that guy. guy. Yeah, that's you what I had to. No, I dropped. I dropped him, and then obviously he's got back up, and then he's then caught he me again. When I'm going to drop him again, my fucking whole bicep come off his hinges and ripped <laughs> but off. But that's everything. not the first. It's happened yeah. before as well. Twice is Yo, Shane. Oh yeah. I'm sure, he spotted Shane. me and and broke his finger <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yo, no, that's that 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 that, oh, like, oh, you coming to the front, Tish, come to the front. Okay, so what we're we gonna do? We're gonna do this, this, and this, and then Tish the idiot is through a punch when it's supposed to be open. Hands. No, but this guy's an idiot. He thinks that I fucking throw it in ten. I'm I've thrown you with, I've, the thing is, no, you no, think no, it's no. coming with intent no, because of it's my not intent. No, no, it's, I will okay, fuck you sp- with my speed, yeah. Don't worry about it, don't question that. Fuck but you when you add your speed, yeah, <laughs> it's your your speed's there, your technique's there, the power's there, everything's there, so that's why it's probably so like so I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think the only person I've ever hit with closed hands is. <sighs> you never hit me with a closed hand. I was gonna say not, the not same clenched. Thing. What even ne- me? never never clenched. You've never hit me. Fucking oh, legs. No, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I swear on my kids' lives. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, never. Never, never, my hands are open when I'm hitting. Never okay. clenched. Okay, okay. To a point where I want to fucking drop heavy never, hands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've never, I've never, I've never hit you. I've never hit you. I've never hit. Yeah, I'm, I've got clenched. With, with, with clenched. No, never hops. Mm. No, I wouldn't. Never go. hit you clenched. Never hit you clenched. I've hit you. I've never, even when I spot. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Since since getting my black belt and since being an instructor. I've never clenched my fist. The only guy I clenched was that Polish guy. Yeah. <laughs> when I dropped him. Yeah. That's the I, I only guy imagine. I ever clenched with. Well, even the body shots you were throwing, no clenched fist? No. no. Wow. No, not, not clenched closed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Just you know, obviously. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be a little bit so yeah, I don't yeah, fuck yeah. my hands up, but never clenched to a point where I'm dropping you with like fucking wrecking balls. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I save that for when I want to fucking, you know, drop someone properly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, so then come back ne- up. never to a point where I want to fucking break ribs and all the rest of it you know if it's a clean shot due to accuracy then oh when you hit edge in the body shot that wasn't close fucked his rib up no that was literally perfection yeah. bump straight in and you know i've never been able to catch him with that same shot again because he learned from it yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, edge, edge is durable now i remember he had, he had something there for a little while and his, his rib sticks out yeah he, he always reminds me about it he's always like you know you did this to me i'm like fuck um, but that was, a, you know, Edge is another guy that, you know, you definitely have fucking wars with him. I can remember when I, when I first came back from my Achilles tendon rupture, I went with Edge and this guy smothered me like a bitch. And I stood there and literally he's gone fucking tempo. Mm. He's thrown left, right, left, right, left, right. And I'm thinking, you know, one of those cartoons where the head just goes, I felt like that, you know, when someone's doing the wind up punches and I've looked at him and I've gone, not one of them hurt. That's the only thing I can say. Not one of them hurt. Put my guard up, like soaking and stuff. Like, why do you fucking hit me so much? You know what? He's awkward. He's Very awkward. Fucking awkward. But, but man. that's what I love about him. He's yeah. got that unorthodox approach about him, where you think he's gonna throw it down at this angle, then the angle changes and yeah. it catches you, and you think, you motherfucker. <laughs> the only way to stop Edge yet is to hurt him. No, I don't. I don't, I don't, don't, mean, that, I, I don't mean like that. But I mean, to, to you, when you sting him and he realizes shit, I no, can't no, do he, that. He'll, he'll step off the gas and yeah, he'll change yeah, his game yeah, plan. Yeah, but yeah. I think Edge. Let's bear in mind, he's in his 40s now. He's been training with us for some time. 
out of everyone who's stuck around with us, Edge has gone from being that guy that would get caught to the guy that's now the fucking troublemaker. Yeah. Mm. You know, when you spar in Edge, I don't give a shit how old you are, you know, what experience you got. You got to be on your game. You got to be on your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. When you spar Edge, you got to be on 100%, point. 100%. Otherwise, you're going to get, you might tee off on you. Oh, well, to, to be honest with you, I've, I've seen Edge has landed some fucking mm. phenomenal shots and you just look at him. But you know that when you when you you you're in the the moment of just watching something. Because the thing is, he'll throw it. he'll throw two or three here, right? But then he'll he'll continue with that path, and he'll be there now yeah, yeah. with another two or three, <laughs> right? Or here, you, right? You know, with him, his pace is it's just the same throughout the yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the round. You don't see him getting tired as me when I just I must get tired, and he's just going. I'm thinking yeah. he's the type of person when you look at him and say, "Will you stop fucking moving?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Edge, I can't wait till he's back. You know, um, Edge, if you're listening. I hope you're getting well soon uh, and you'll be back on the mats ASAP because um, we do miss his energy on the mats. But having people like that, again, it, it's a, you know, you've got yourself packed, big unit, powerhouse. You've got yourself, teachers, got that speed and power. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of um, don't respect about you is when you land a punch, you feel it. And for somebody that your, your body weight, it's fucking great to have you like that. But then you've got the likes of Shane who's got those go-go gadget arms that don't mm. fucking stop fucking coming out of you. <laughs> And then you've got the likes of Jack, who's got that mental toughness, who can fucking get on the inside and just take a shot and throw back. And then you've got Adam, who's got a granite jaw. Um, he comes in and he can just take shots and just come back. He's got to learn to keep his hands up, um, but that's another story. But he's he's improved. But Edge, he, he's, that, he's that Tasmanian devil, isn't he? Mm. He's, he's there in your face he's constantly. Everywhere. It's like that one person you don't want there is always there. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, he's, that, that's definitely another story. But I mean, where, where else have we had a lot of... Um, spas and do you yeah. used to go to different gyms and spa the interclub side of things yeah absolutely and this was prior to becoming an, an instructor um going to interclubs and sparring and you know not knowing what they can do and, and i think that's the great thing about interclubs is getting with somebody not knowing their game and basically playing your own game if they fall into your traps brilliant i've got the upper end but then when you fall into their traps what do you do yeah. to recover from it and interclubs is the way forwards prior to then getting into the competition yeah. side of things. Because competition, that's where you give it your all. Um, you know, anyone that goes into a competition thinks, oh, I thought it was just going to be another spa. Fuck off. Mm. You know, as it, soon as you walk through the ropes or you f step through that cage door, you've you got to be in that mindset to finish your opponent. Mm. Then the respect comes afterwards. But in, in that time frame, I am going to wipe the floor with anyone that comes in front of me. And, you know, open hand, closed hands, sparring with regards to the power side of things, open hands. When I'm in there, those fists are closed, ready to do some damage. But again, it comes down to levels. Um, you know, going going back to what we were saying, how, how intense should you spar and how often should you do it? I think that all changes in terms of how close you are to competing and things like that. So I would step off the gas quite a bit in terms yeah. of four weeks prior to a, a fight, I'd probably tell the boys, you know, you're going, what, 20, 30% just to make sure that they're kind of injury-free. Yeah, of course. I mean, even then, you, you still have people rolling their ankles due to kind of, you know, stupidity in terms of walking over the mats where there's a red fucking button there to tell them that there's a raised <laughs> platform and they fucking trip. Yeah, fucking well done, mate. He would get lost. Where? Anywhere. <laughs> you, you have no sense of direction. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably maybe in the UK, 
when I went overseas, I didn't get lost. I was everywhere. But yeah, that's I because know. I had no, yeah. care. I didn't have a care in the world. But the thing is, here you got shit to do when you when you go in places. You're trying to get to places. That's yeah. So that's that's true. I give you that one. I nah. give you that one. Have you guys got any more stories that you want to share with the guys? There's so many. Just uh, it's, it's just, just yes. Yeah, Thinking just, from the top of the head. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just so there's so loads, many. Like, we'll be here all day. We'll be here all day. But yes, yeah, that's just one of those things. And it? it's like there's so many spas and so many wars of people and. Yeah. They live for you in, in terms of memories and stuff. You, you remember them forever, innit? Yeah, of course, yeah, definitely. And the ones that get the respects are the ones that fucking don't back down. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, I think it's that that element of earning respect, not the ones that come in and just think, oh, I'm, I'm going to throw one. Like if you drop someone and then they're like, oh, that's it, that's it, they go sit down and you think, oh, okay. But if you drop someone, they're like, oh, come on, let's carry on. Then you think, okay, yeah, 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 this guy's yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm. I mean, we've had people that fucking, they know that the class, in particular Thursday, is a sparring class. It's a hard class. That's where the most of the intermediate advanced guys come. So you, you are you are going to be put to work. Uh, you got people that remember you that used to come, but then they throw a strop on a Thursday as well. Of all days, they come on Thursdays, and then we go we go hard, and they throw a strop, and then they never came back again. They can stay away from the academy, to be honest oh. with you, or go to boxer size on High um, Street. Yeah. Go, some, go somewhere else and fucking train. I don't give a shit. Um, I think okay. There's there's elements in terms of the other classes that we do on a Tuesday, for instance, which is far more technical. Um, but still, you you got to train hard. You're yes. doing a combative sport, uh, of course. You're gonna do a combative sport. You're gonna get hit. Tickle each other. Exactly. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do out there? Fucking when someone puts it on you, and someone says, "Oh, give me some money," or fucking you're out shopping with your missus or something or you sat in a restaurant and someone's fucking throwing peas at your head or some shit <laughs> what are you going to do <laughs> like, no sorry mate I'm, uh, I'd be honest with you I've never experienced yeah, that no, but me so tell us tell us what's happened situation I'm the one throwing peas at someone's head he's the one throwing peas so if you ever see Pac at a restaurant sit as far away as impossible or hit him before he throws a pea at you what I'm saying you know even when people are sparring sometimes like oh wait no wait I gotta I gotta wait I gotta I can't breathe. Is that what you're gonna tell someone outside on the street when you fucking says, "Yo, give me the money or this time you've you would you missing some shit?" You're gonna say, "No, wait, mate, just wait. Let me tie my shoelace." You're doing your training here, doing your sparring here, or at a respectful club um, where where the training standards are very high. That's the safest place to do it. And Definitely. you know, if if it's legit in terms of, you know, you, you wobble them, give them a few minutes, uh, and then as soon as they come back on, oh yeah, of course, same course. thing. But I mean, if they sit out for the rest of the class, then. Maybe they need to have a quiet word with themselves and mm. the missus in terms of you know whether fighting's for them or not, and whether she needs to come in. Or their parents. Or their parents. Or their parents. See, the only only time I might just, I I walk off from the mat is you know obviously not only with just Pat but with Dre as well. You know, sparring Dre, catching him. I think maybe when I get a bit too comfortable, he catches me with a body shot. That fucking hurts, yeah. and then he knows the only thing I'm protecting is my fucking ribs. And then he's going for your head. Yep, but then catches me <laughs> my body again. Oh. I, Fucking, that's one thing I just can't handle, man. Yeah. Them body shots, man. That's why we do a lot of body conditioning as well. But the thing is, it takes a toll. You, you could be in the best shape if you're okay. extending yourself forwards and it's a perfected body shot. You, you, you're dropping like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, you're like a sack of potatoes. Unless your pack just feels like it's swallowed a fucking boulder. Yo, I swear, man, I'm sure I've hit him with some body shot and he said it hurts. No, you left bruises on him last time, didn't you? I did, yeah, didn't I? You were your thing, you idiot. No, no gloves, no wraps, no nothing. You're giving me body shots. I, I you bruised you, it. though, right? You what? I bruised you, right? You bruised me. That's all that matters. But you it, asked didn't, it, it didn't hurt. <laughs> no, you no, bruised no. me, though. 
No, you did. When you were it, home, you were saying it was hurting, it, right? It came back the fucking following day saying, look what you did to <laughs> me. <laughs> this, is, this is Titch's work. Look at Titch's work. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> he had to fucking say that to me. He goes, can you tell my missus it was Titch? I think it kicked in the next day. You know, because the adrenaline. I think it kicked in the next day. I'm, look, I'm looking in the mirror like, who the, the fuck done that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I was asking. I was like, why are you doing your sit-ups properly? He goes, because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! But you know what I yeah, do? I remember, some... Tish, I remember Tish going home. Yeah, I sent me pictures of his head and that. Yeah, some <laughs> big lumps like this. Oh, <laughs> that, that was all. I, could, I think I recorded that, one, didn't I? Oh god! Always eye in his eyes like this. Yeah, yeah, I, that I kind I of good work like or this. something. Yeah, but you know what? At work, what happens? They will start looking at you like, what the fuck are you guys looking at? He's looking at the fucking elephant what? man. That's what he was looking <laughs> at. <laughs> Trust me, you know, because I, I get marked, you know, I get I get marked easy all over my, because my forehead's big, yeah? No. It's every time, it's every shot comes every fucking shot. Head movement, head movement, please. <laughs> and then I'm going to work and they're all looking, it's like, yo, have you guys not seen this fucking every week? And it's like, yo, it's football, it's football. Fucking hell, that ball must be like old school level. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you fucking, it's football. Are you playing football with bricks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. i got elbows, that's it. Oh shit! Um, got a couple of fights done tonight, man. Yeah, you know, you're right as well, man. Fucking Davis is fighting. Davis Tank. is fighting for the WBA junior welterweight um, belt, aren't they? And he's facing um, Barros or something like that. Barros, yeah, Mario yeah. Bar- Barrios. Bo- bo- both of them are undefeated, <laughs> aren't they? They're yeah, fighting undefeated. in Atlanta. Yep. Who do you think's gonna win? Why? <sighs> who? who okay. Let me read well, cons- Who are you supporting? Considering the way Barrios locked out um, his last opponent with that uppercut. Wow. Power-wise, both of them have got it. But I think with it being on a Mayweather promotion, I think it's going to be in favour of Davis. Okay. I do like Davis. I don't like the shorts he wears. I think they're a bit fucking Monsters Inc. The, the, the fucking Tassley type. But his skill set, he's, 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 he's got it. Do you know if he's for anyone tall as Barrios? Because there's there's a massive height difference there. I don't think it'll work in his favour because he'll get onto the inside. Yeah. And hence his nickname, the tank. Yeah, yeah. Get onto the inside and he'll be dropping punches. And I think that's where he's in his comfort zone. If Barrios can play the game in terms of staying on the outside and stick with the long range, then it might go the distance. Distance, But yeah. by the sounds of things, Barrios might want to get on the inside and go for those power uppercuts mm-hmm. like he did his last <coughs> opponent. So it'll be interesting. Do you think Tank will be the next Mayweather? No. No? But he's getting up there. He's, he's getting up there, really... but I don't think he... No. Personally, I don't think there will be another Mayweather, <laughs> in my opinion. Mayweather was very boxing IQ smart. Yeah. He knew when to fight people. He knew what to do when he was against opponents. You can argue and say that against the likes of um, Mosley. Uh, and a few other fighters that he may have potentially lost and the referee was on his side, but this, the record speaks for itself. Of course, yeah. I, dis- I don't like the idea of him boxing YouTubers, but I think that was more to do with money. Yeah, of course. Um, and that, that could tarnish his legacy in terms of being potentially one of the greatest. But um, no, D- Davis, in comparison to Mayweather, I don't think you can do that. If If Davis was to fight the likes of Canelo... Uh, in terms of the different weight category, he'd get smashed. Yeah, he'd get, he'd get smashed. smashed. Canelo, wow. Uh, since he's lost against Mayweather, his game's changed. Oh, massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively. Really good. You know, a lot of respect for Canelo, and I like the way he's actually speaking out a little bit more, um, rather than being that quiet mm. guy. Um, I think, you know, he's he's realised that what he's got, he, you know, people need to respect him more. He's offering people the paydays. 
Um, he doesn't have to do the trash talking and people still get paid. So I'll be interested to see what happens. But there's another fight on tonight as well with Lomachenko versus Nakatani. <coughs> um, that's in the light, lightweight division. Um, no belts for that one, but that's in Las Vegas. Um, Lomachenko, short fighter. Um, I don't know too much about Nakatani um, to to say who's going to say who's going to go with that one. But personally, with footwork, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, amazing his footwork, Lomachenko. isn't it? Matrix. His, his yep. son, uh, his not his son, his dad took him out of boxing to ballet. teach him what? Yeah, ballet. ballet. Isn't it? Yeah, and that's wow. what helped him with his footwork. And we mentioned this, Mama. Yeah, we spoke about mm-hmm. that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but Lomachenko is, you know, known for the Matrix for a reason. But, um, you know, I think he's going to get himself to a level and standard again where he's going to be competing for the belts. Um, Upper coming fights, you've got Tyson Fury versus Wilder 3. So that's a trilogy fight. That's happening on the 24th of um, July. Any takers? Who's, who are you going with, Pac? I'd say Fury, man. Yeah, I'm supporting Fury as well, man. Wilder's a idiot, man. I don't know. I think Wilder is is changed his game plan up a little bit. I've seen some of his boxing videos with Malik Scott. Yeah. He's he's looking a little bit more technical, but I'm still I'm still leaning towards Fury. Wilder's just got power. But he's got no technique, man. No, no. But this is the thing. He's been working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Recently, we'll see. But they're saying that Wilder in terms of his weight, is borderline cruiserweight. Yeah. He's not a true heavyweight, but he's got the height to be a heavyweight. He's got no legs. He's got no legs. Hence why he collapsed the way he did, because he wore that fucking stupid out. That's what he said, because of, of the suit. Because of the suit, Let's see what happens in the... Yeah. the, the, the well, if he's stepped up his game and the technique's there, then I want to see what's what. Well, I, I want to see, you know, the, the, you know, a battle. Because if, if he can fight good footwork, technique good punches, land them, uh, and them being flush with the power he's got, mm. then he's dangerous. Right now, he's just got power. So if he catches you, yeah, you're going to go out. But do you think he can, he can take but if he can move Fury? What, no. Tyson Fury, bro, he's on another level. No, he is. He's, he is. But let's just see technique. what Wilders brings to the table, doesn't it? If he's been, if he's on about he's got technique. I don't think he's going to be in fuck all, no, personally. It's, it's, um, we'll, we'll find out on the 24th yeah, of July. Yeah. But I mean, it would be a better fight um, rather than Fury just going through him, yeah. And then, um, who uh, who's Joshua got? He's got um, Uzik, isn't he? In um, September the twenty fifth, I think that's been confirmed. Um, any other fights coming up? Errol Spence Jr. versus Manny Pacquiao. That's on the twenty first yes, of August. I'm looking forward really to that one. Yeah, yeah, and right. with, with Pacquiao being that old school kind of guy, that's be just been around forever and ever and ever. What about think, Tyron Woodley and Jake? Titch. It's time for you to leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that that's an that's a fucking joke. I, you know, to be honest with you, I think again that's a payday. Um, I the Logan, I don't know the, what are the names, Logan and Jake, something like that. Yeah. Paul, the Paul brothers, they're, they're now saying that what they're trying to do is give fighters um, the chance to make proper money. Blah blah. I think they're doing it for their own fucking fame. Yeah, that's one thing, but it does give the fighters a lot of money. It does, but. Do it against proper fighters. This is, this is what the guys are training with. I think promoters like Dana White and stuff should look after their fighters a bit more. Obviously, they're yeah. doing it for a business. <laughs> and, you know, if they pay one person so much, there should be like a cap um, mm. in terms of what fighters should be paid. I mean, some of them, they, 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 they get broken and they get paid, what, £5,000? You know, the most recent ones in terms of um, 
what was Diaz paid? Was it something like 300k? 300k, yeah. So 300k. I mean, that's a little bit more respectful, but it's not boxing numbers. But even, I think Diaz should get paid a bit more. He's, he's been there a while. And uh, Yeah. So the contracts that they signed, they're in. The like John, Jones, John Jones, like, obviously, he, his contract as well, obviously, was shit. And yeah. obviously, I mean, he wanted more money and this, that, and this. But then again, obviously, if you're one of the best in the game, but then you're out every weekend getting sniffed up and getting into wrecks and doing this and mm. doing that, then no one's going to sponsor you. Well, it's, it's gonna... not just the sponsorship, it's the look that you kind yeah, of put exactly. on the organisation. I mean, they could have cut ties with him, but they yeah. haven't. But the UFC doesn't bring or pay the boxing money. The boxing money has always been there. Mm. That's the biggest payout for anyone in terms of, um, arguably in terms of any professional sports, basketball and boxing. It is yeah. the highest paid sports. Yeah, it's true. But Tyron Woodley versus, um, well, is it Logan or is it Jake Paul? I can't remember. Just one of them. I, I'm not entertained by it. If if Tyron Woodley doesn't knock him out, then it's all a fix in my opinion. There's no way these guys are, are able to kind of go with the likes of Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. Ben Askren's not even a striker, so let's not even worry about <laughs> that one. But if you're looking at Tyron Woodley, going up against someone that's not a pro fighter then fucking hell any one of us can start doing it yeah. and i don't think that should be the case people break the you know they, they make a lot of sacrifices the the blood sweat and tears are all in it i'm not saying that the you know the, those boys haven't trained they clearly have but they're still not fighters yeah you know you can see the technique he was fucking slugfesting against yeah. mayweather i, I never was, watched it but i've seen a few clips yeah, yeah, of I've it seen i thought what the fuck is this i was like i could have done the exact same thing and got a nice payout. I doubt you would have done the exact same thing. I think you would have done a lot better. What, the Mayweather? No, then uh, the other guy. No, I was saying if I was Mayweather, oh, right. I would have done the yeah, exact yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Cover, 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 cover. Yeah. I ain't going to fuck you and brawl like that. You know me. Yeah, I think, I think for Mayweather, I think it's just, you got that money, got whatever, however millions he made. Uh, ridiculous. Um, who else is, the UFC is on tonight as well, isn't it? You've got two heavyweight cards. Um, main event, you got Cyril Gain versus Alexander Volkov, and Volkov he sparked out Alistair Overeem yes, last time. Did. So he's a tall guy. He's isn't cut he? his lip, didn't he, or was that someone else? I can't remember, but he's a tall unit. Um, he's got quite an impressive record. He's got thirty-three wins and eight losses. Cyril Gain has got eight wins and no losses. So they'll be interested to see that one. And then um, OSP's back. He's fighting someone called Tana Bosso, who I've not heard of, as a co-main event. Um, but OSP um, looks quite impressive. I think he was one of those names that were kind of out there, but I think he went on a bit of a losing streak. But let's see what he does tonight. And then obviously you've got a few other names on the cards for the UFC. But that's about it. That's um, what else is happening soon. That's it. That's all the fights in terms of the ones that are worth mentioning. So that concludes in terms of Spar Wars, episode 11. Episode 12, we're going to be looking at discussing our opinions in terms of finding a good gym, whether that be a, a place to train weights or a place to train martial arts. So tune in with us next week for episode 12. My name is Hawks. My name is Puck. I'm Titch. Catch you all later. Evolve, Evolve. Evolve.